Hello and welcome to Smart Online Marketing, where I chat to switched on entrepreneurs and experts to chat about smart strategies to build your business in a profitable and sustainable way. My name is Katie Griffin and I am in the digital marketing game. I specialize in Google ads and I've worked one-on-one with clients such as Showpost, Homework Law, and Snuggle Honey Kids. And I also have my own course, teaching small businesses how to grow profitably using Google ads. If we haven't met before, I'm a kombucha-loving Real Housewives apologist alongside my love of all things pop culture. And yes, that does include the Kardashians. I'm a mum of two, a self-confessed hippie at heart with a love of all things business. Hello, welcome to this episode. I am solo today and I'm going to take you through the entire launch debrief process of my October course launch. So I launched my Google ads course, which is the only course I have at this current time. And I launched it in October. And I want to take you through the launch because there's a lot to do with numbers. Launching is very much about numbers. And I have got the launch process pretty much down pat at the moment. I'm always adding new bells and whistles to it, but I've got a really solid system down at the moment. And I want to share that. So if you're interested in launching or if you're just interested in the numbers behind launching, this episode will be helpful for you. Or if you're just nosy, like I am, it will also be just a peek behind the curtains. And the reason I want to take you through the numbers is that often I think when people are thinking about launching a course or a digital product, that they think that if they have an email list of a thousand people, that 10% of them will buy. And that's typically not the case. So I want to take you through the numbers, how many people I have on my email list and how much I spent on ads, what my revenue was, and not from a brag perspective, but from a learning perspective that you can hopefully take away some lessons if you're looking to launch an online course or digital product, or if you're just interested in the numbers process behind ads, which it's very similar, you know, running ads for an online course, even though the process and the strategy is different to running ads for a physical product like e-commerce or lead generation, the numbers and getting into the habit of knowing that it's all in the numbers is really important. So I'm actually going to take you through my whole launch debrief process and the one that I do with me and my team member, Caitlin, who is amazing. She helps me facilitate the course. And I want to preface it by saying that, so I have an eight week Google ads course and I am in pre-launch mode for a particular period of time and I'll take you through that as well. And then I am in launch period and then I'm in course delivery mode. So my course isn't kind of set and forget. It's very hands-on. It's live support five days a week and two live coaching calls a week because Google Ads is incredibly complex. And although all the training material is pre-recorded, the actual hands-on delivery and support, it's all we're really focusing on for that two-month period, so for the eight-week period. So even though, yes, when I go through these numbers, it'll sound like there's a lot of revenue coming in. There's then the delivery of the course, which I've hired a full-time employee to help carry out the delivery of that. So I haven't included her wage in the expenses of the course, but just keep that in mind that there is obviously, you know, cost of her time and my time involved in the facilitation of the course as well. So now that I've said that, let's get started and I'll start running you through some of the numbers. So this was, I think about my sixth launch. So I initially launched my course in August of 2019. And I think I maybe did about $10,000 on that launch. That was an email only launch, no webinar, no challenge, nothing like that. And then I did it again in October. And maybe that was, that's October, 2019. I think maybe that was about a $20,000, $25,000 launch around about that time, actually 
you know what, I'm going to verify those numbers. Okay. So I verified those. I gave everything on a spreadsheet. So my first launch was, let's see how much the first launch was 8,752. And like I said, that was only to my email list. And then I did a $30,000 launch, my second launch, which was pretty exciting. That was in October of 2019. So that was launch number two. Launch number three was in January of 2020. So at the start of this year, and that was a $30,000 launch again. So I kind of stayed at that $30,000 mark for a couple of um, launches. And I did add in some ad spend to that. So the total profit on the January launch was about 23000 Spent nearly uh, about 7500 on ads for that one. So Facebook ads, that is. On Then again in March, I launched the course again, March 2020. And I did 41000 and spent $16,500 on ads. So while I gained more revenue on that particular launch, the profit was pretty much the same as a $30,000 launch. So I don't actually consider that to be much growth because even though it went from a $30,000 launch to a $41,000 launch, the profit was around that same mark. So we're always focused on that end profit goal as well. And then in so that's launch, that was launch number four, launch number five was in June of 2020. And that was a $75,000 launch and a profit of 61000 So the big thing there was that I actually spent around about the same amount on ads. It was 14000 and had a lot better conversion rate. So I've done a June challenge or a June launch debrief earlier in my podcast feed. So make sure you go back and have a look, listen to that one. But I'm focusing today on the October launch, which was just recently. And that was my, what's that? One, two, three, four, five, six, my sixth launch. And that was, that was 112, 315. So I cracked the six figure launch, which is this elusive number. And I spent, I upped my ad spend on this one. I spent nearly, I spent $22,278 and 12 cents on ads so that is a total profit of $90,036.88. And the return on ad spend, which is your revenue divided by your cost, so your ad spend, and that was a return on ad spend of 504%. So how you work out that metric is it just means for every dollar you're putting into ad spend, I was getting $5.05 back in revenue. So if I put in a dollar into my Facebook ads, I was getting $5 back on the output, which is a really good return on ad spend. It was the highest return on ad spend or about the equal return on ad spend that I've had. And I'm going to walk you through what were the impacting factors on this. So let's go through it. It was the sales funnel that went into this launch was a five-day bootcamp. It's a challenge style launch. So a mini course, if you will, a five-day mini course where I'm I teach five foundational elements of a profitable Google Ads account and there's an action item each day, so a challenge item each day. And then I am live in the Facebook group for half an hour each day answering questions. So it's intense process during that um, that particular period, that week. Uh, but I really love delivering that training and we had a ball. So I'm going to go through how many people I had on my list before this started. So before I started the promotion of this particular course, this program, I had 8,027 people on my email list. And that 
might seem like a really healthy number. It's a really good size that's been built up of previous launches. So I typically don't run like evergreen ads promoting a lead magnet or anything like that. I do big course launches and then I onboard a lot of people onto my email list and a certain portion of those will unsubscribe, which I'll also go through in a second. But so I had about, let's say, 8,000 on my list before I started promotion for the boot camp, which I started running Facebook ads to. And then I actually skipped ahead a tiny bit. So let me just backtrack a tiny bit. So I did an early bird launch, which we I raised the price of my course from $997 to $1,197 AUD this time round. Uh, I added a bunch of new trainings and the course is a lot more robust and a lot more support and help. So up to the price by $200, but did an early bird email only launch to my wait list about four weeks before the official course launch started. So I said, if you get on my wait list, I'll send you a special offer and you can enroll in the course. And those people got it for the original price of $9.97. And I had 10 people take me up on that offer. And the reason I do that early bird offer is first of all, to offer something special to people that are on my wait list to kind of reward them for hanging on tight. They might've been waiting a couple of months for the course to open up again, but also because from a sales perspective, that then gives me $10,000 to put towards advertising. So I know I've already recouped a portion of my advertising costs and I've already got that in the bank. So I don't have to outlay as much of, cause it can be quite scary. Like at this point I've spent a lot on ads, but you know, if I'm going into a course launch period and I'm looking to spend $20,000 on ads, there's always that niggling thought in the back of your mind. What if no one buys? What if I don't recoup my ad spend? And that can be quite anxiety provoking. So the reason I'd like to do an early bird launch is for those two factors. One, it rewards people on my early bird list. And two, it gives me a cash injection that I then can use for my advertising. So that went out to my own, only my waitlist people. And I think at the time I had a waitlist of about 200 people and 10 people took me up on that. So about a 5% conversion rate from people that saw that, that email. Actually, I've just looked at the email. So I had 166 people on that wait list and, far, and 10 people took me up, which is about a 6% conversion rate, which is pretty strong. And I just sent out three emails just saying, hey, I'm opening up the course in a month's time. If you want to get access to it now and also save a couple hundred bucks, jump on it. So I had 10 people take me up on that. That allowed me to get $10,000 that I could then repurpose into ad spend. So and then now we go into advertising for the bootcamp, which is my five-day mini course and which I spoke through about earlier. It's got a Facebook component. It's got a daily challenge. And at the end of those five days, I open up the doors to enroll in the course if people want to go further. And I ran those ads for about a 10-day period it was. And from the total amount, so I got about 3,400. It was like 3,437 people registered to for that free mini course, that free challenge. And 10% of those were from my email list. So only 363 were from my email list, which is about a four and a half percent conversion rate. So like I said, I think when initially I made the mistake of when I thought I had an email list of 8,000 people, if I sent out an email to register for a bootcamp or a webinar or whatever it was, that a high percentage of people would actually take me up on that. And in reality, only a small percentage of people do. So only four and a half percent of my email list opted into the challenge. And then, but overall I got 3,400 people and the majority of those were from ads. So I spent 
up big on ads, doing a lot of different targeting, interest-based targeting, lookalike targeting, lookalike of my email address, lookalike of my email subscribers, lookalike of my challenge subscribers in the past, lookalike of my uh, people that had been to my social media profiles, you know, lots of lookalike and ad targeting. And I love that that portion of it. I love doing the ad targeting stuff. And so out of those 3,400 that registered for the challenge, about 1,600 went through to the Facebook group. So the goal obviously is to get people into the Facebook group because the Facebook group is where a lot of the learning and the activity and people are more connected when they're in the Facebook group. So about 50% made it through to the Facebook group, which was, which was a really good outcome. And the group was really active. So in the space of about a 10-day period, it had 500 posts and a lot of active members, like a thousand active members each day. And I had a lot of mem- a lot of people turning up to the live videos as well. So asking questions. And I think I allocated about half an hour to those live videos and most of them ended up going over to 40, 45 minutes. So that was really fun. I added a couple of new elements to the actual delivery of the challenge, which is is kind of my sales funnel that goes into my course. So I don't know, I rejigged all the training, made it because it was only the second time I'd run it. June was the first time. Rejigged a lot of the training. So it was fresh new training. And I added a bunch of new prizes and different aspects into that. And I felt like that really increased the engagement and and the lessons that people got out of it. So people were finding as a little standalone mini course, it was really helpful to them, which was good. My goal was that whether someone enrolled in the course or not, that that boot camp, the, the challenge would be useful on its own. So that's always my goal for my my sales process, whether it's a webinar, whether it's a lead magnet, whether it is a challenge, whether it's a mini course, that in isolation, whether someone enrolls or not, they will still get value out of whatever you're delivering to them. Because the worst thing you want to do is kind of just put together something that's really fluffy and doesn't really provide any value. Someone walks away thinking that was a waste of my time. I'd rather give a lot away. And then, because there's so much with Google ads that even if they got so much out of the free training, I'll have people coming back six months later saying, I wasn't ready to enroll in your course when you originally offered it to me, but now I am. So that is one thing as well. And then at the end of the week, so this challenge started on the Monday and at the end of the week on the Friday, I opened up enrollment to my paid course. And then I was in promo mode from the Friday to when the door shut on the Wednesday and sent promo emails during that time. So I want to give you the breakdown of the enrollments in that. So in total, we had 87 students join and I'll go through the breakdown of those. So like I said, 10 purchased the early bird. We had painful option with a bonus workshop a couple of months down the track, and then also uh, payment plan options as well. So there was a six-month payment plan and also a 12-month payment plan. So we had 10 people enroll in the early bird, which was about 11.5%. Then we had, there was a fast action bonus, which was a free account audit. So if people enrolled in the first 48 hours, then my team would audit their account for them, their ad account for them. And that's really valuable kind of one-on-one feedback. And 25 people took us up on the full pay fast action bonus. So that is about 29%. And then 30 people paid in full for the regular price, which was the 1197. And that was 35%. So total pay in full members. I know these are a lot of numbers, but you can listen to this episode a couple of times or slow it down so that you can grasp the numbers that I'm talking about. But total painful members were 65 out of 87. So that's 75%. So 
That obviously is better from me as a business perspective because I get that money up front rather than recouping it over payment plans, which people can default and um, not follow through on. So I add a bonus to encourage people to pay in full. And then payment plans. So the payment plans I offered this time was a 237 payment plan for six months and a 119 for 12 months. And I will be scrapping those in the future and just offering a three month and a six month. But at this stage, it was a six month and a 12 month payment plan. And 22 people took me up on the payment plan, which was about 25%. So 75 paying full, 25 payment plans. And it was eight people enrolled in the six month payment plan and 14 in the 12 month payment plan. And I don't offer, sorry, I don't offer the 12 month payment plan until the last day or last day or two. So it's if people are on the fence and they're wanting to get started, but they don't quite have the cash, then they can go for the 12 month payment plan. So 14 people took me up on that, which was 16%. And then I had an upsell, which was a tech setup. And I've offered this a couple of times now. So that's where I and my team, we do the tech setup for you. So we do set up your remarketing code, your remarketing lists and your conversion code. And that can be the really tricky aspect of that, of getting your Google ads up and running. So we offer that as a $399 upsell if people want to take us up on that. And we had 11 people. So 12.6% of students opted for the upsell, which was, I think, the highest upsell amount that we've had so far. So in terms of, so like I said, 87 people in total, 65 of those were paying full, 22 of those were payment plans, and 11 of those 87 opted for the upsell. And that kind of shortcuts their time as well. If they don't want to do all the training material for the tech setup is included in the course, but if people just want a shortcut, we do that for them. So location of students, 57 out of the 87 were in Australia. So that's 65%, 65.5%. Five were in New Zealand, so nearly 6%. 11 in the UK, 12.6%. Three in Canada, 3.5%. And 10 in the US, 11.5%. So like I said, about 65, yeah, 65% in Australia and then 35% elsewhere. So the location of my students has predominantly been Australia, but also with a um, good chunk internationally as well, which is really great. And we're really flexible with um, coaching call times and Facebook support and stuff like that. So people, time zone doesn't really matter. So I'm going to go through some of the stats ad-wise. Ad um, so like I said, 3,400 and 37 people opted into the boot camp and the cost per registrant. So the cost per registrant is the number of your ad spend divided by the registrants. And that worked out to be about $6.50. So I was paying $6.50 for each person to register for the challenge. And then, so 58 of those challenge registrants then went on to purchase the course. So that is about a 1.7% conversion rate from boot camp registrants. So not from the entire pool of students. So that seems like that's quite a low amount of people, right? So only 1.7% of people are opting in who are opting into the bootcamp are then going through and buying. However, I look at that also as a long-term strategy in that people that might have joined the bootcamp in, Ju- in June are then going to go through and purchase maybe next January. So it's not necessarily looking just as, okay, only 1.7% bought now. It's also about building for the future as well and having that ripple on flow down effect too, that snowball effect. So 1.7% of people purchased that were, that registered for the bootcamp. However, however, 58 purchased. And I really only count people that join the Facebook group as being the warm leads. So say 1,650 joined the Facebook group. So 3.5% of those 1,600 
bought. So that's a much higher conversion rate because obviously there's two segments, right? There's 3,500 that register or 3,400 that register for the bootcamp altogether. Some might just want a freebie, some opt into something, then never open any of the emails. So I want to focus on that warm segment, which is actually the people that join the Facebook group. So it's kind of like when you have a webinar and then you've got a webinar show up rate of maybe 20, 25, 30%. And really you're going to get the most juice out of the people that show up live, right? Because they're warmest, they're the most interested. So I count the people that join the bootcamps Facebook group as that warm segment. So out of that warm segment, 3.5% of those bought, which is a pretty strong conversion rate. I think people have this, again, misunderstanding that if you launch a course, you'll have a conversion rate of 10%. It's very much like e-commerce. If you get an e-commerce conversion rate, anywhere between that two to 4% is like fantastic because there'll be people that don't want to buy from you for whatever reason. So 3.5% is a really strong conversion rate. And I'm really happy with that. So let's go over some other interesting stats that I like to take into consideration as well, because just for some context, previously when I've launched my course, the majority of sales have come from cold traffic. And what that means is the cold traffic being the ads. So they haven't been on my list before I start promoting the course. They just come through an ad. So in the past, there's been a lot shorter time. I I poll or sorry, I don't poll. I, I work out how long someone's been on my email list before they purchase from me. So in June, for example, when I enrolled people in my June course, my July course, the average time on list before making a purchase was 19.3 days. That indicates that a lot of the people that were purchasing had been on my list for a really short amount of time. However, in October, the average length of time before someone was purchasing was 46.3 days. So what that I can extrapolate that to mean is that the majority of people had been on my list for at least a month and a half before joining. Some, obviously that's an average and averages can really lie. Some of them have been on my list for a year and some of them had been on my list for 10 days. But on average, it was about that 46 day mark. And that means that that's a culmination of the previous launches. So people might've signed up to a webinar in January and then purchased in October. So like I said, with that snowball effect, people that signed up for my October launch and didn't buy might sign up to my January launch. And whenever I'm launching the course next March in 2021. So it started to indicate to me that I was getting a bit more momentum and people on my list were starting to purchase after the time that they'd been classified as inside my launch. And an important stat I look at is my average revenue per student. So my revenue per student for this launch was 1,290 and 97 cents. So that means that for Every student, even though maybe my course price was 1197, some people were on a payment plan, some people opted for the course upsell. And so my, my total revenue per student on average was 1290. And my earnings per lead, which is a really important stat. So my earnings per lead was $32.67. So an earning per lead is for each lead that you're getting on your challenge or your webinar, how much are they worth to you in revenue? So the reason why that's important is because I was paying on average about $6.50 to get someone on to my challenge, but the average earnings per lead, which is your revenue, your total revenue divided by the number of leads you had, that was $32.67. So for each lead I was getting, I was getting, it's, it's a similar stat to your return on ad spend, but for each lead I was getting, I was getting $32 back in revenue, which is good because then obviously you want your earnings per lead to be as high as possible while your cost per lead to be, you want the gap to be pretty big between those two so that you can continue to spend money on ads and still know that you'll be profitable on the outcome. 
Let's go through the source of students. So 58, like I said, were from the challenge, which was 66% of the total students and 33% were not from the challenge, which were 29. So they were people that had signed up from another source. So maybe from social media, which I'll go through in a second, social media, or maybe they'd gone from a mask class I'd run, or maybe they'd been on my list before I'd launched. So 29 of those were from, weren't from the challenge. And 28 people were on the list prior to running ads. So 32% of people had already been on my email list prior to running ads. So that was warm traffic. So that means inversely, 68% of people were from cold traffic sources. So they hadn't been on my email list before. They hadn't opted into one of my lead magnets. They hadn't been on one of my prior challenges. So 68% cold traffic and 32% was warm traffic. So I then got the first, this is the first time I actually got people to fill in a survey about how they found out about the course. And I had quite a people, quite a lot of people fill this in. So 15 were from, there was a couple of different options. Three were from the boot camp. There were a lot more than three, but I, these are just people self-identifying. So three were from the boot camp, 15 from Facebook ad, 14 from social media, seven friends referred them. One doesn't remember. And then I had a couple of other ones um, being some masterminds that I'd run. I'm going to go through the breakdown of the sales. So 11 people opted in before the cart opened. We had the 10 early birds and then one person jumped on a little bit early. So 11 people opted on, opted in or bought before the cart opened, which was 12.6%. On cart open day, which was the Friday, 22, we had 22 sales, which was 25%. So a bulk of sales came through on that first day. And that was when that fast action bonus was running. 11 sales on the Saturday, which was 12.6%. Then there was a lull, a real quiet period. So Sunday the 4th, there was only six sales, which was nearly 7%. Monday, there was only one sale, which was 1%. Tuesday, which was the day before cart close, was three three sales, which is 3.5%. Then on cart close or shortly after, so we did let a few people slide in afterwards, were 33 people. So the bulk of people came through on those last days. And that accounted for about 38% of people. So a huge portion of people came on the first day and the last day, which is pretty typical. <laughs> um, so I had really good conversion rates of my um, my checkout pages, somewhere around about 11 to 18 to 30%. So I had a big, a big um, impact on conversion rate, which was really good. Also, I promoted it via Instagram. So I promoted the the, the way I promoted the course was via emails. Oh, sorry. The way I promoted the bootcamp was via email and course was via email as well, via social media. Um, so they were the two main methods. So it was ads, email, and social media. Social media, I always get a big uptick of followers as well because people, I build that into my challenge to engage with me on social media. So I naturally get a big upswing in followers too. So I had about 1,700 followers on Instagram before the challenge started, before I started running ads, I should say. And then I had about 2,200 at the end. So about 500 people, an increase of that, which was a pretty big increase. And I felt like social media also played a big part in this launch as well. So let's have a look at the things that I think performed really well and what led to such a big launch for me. Because obviously, like I said before, the numbers, I went from a $75,000 launch in June to $112,000 launch. So an increase of what's that, about 35,000 within a couple of months. And 
the, there were a couple of reasons behind that. So I'm going to walk you through a couple of those reasons. One, the first time I ran the challenge, so prior to June, I was doing webinar style launches, which they work. And But for me, I'm just not a webinar person. Um, I mean, I love running training sessions and things like that, but I just felt like I wanted to do a new format, which is why I tried the challenge style format. And I felt like people could get a lot more out of it. And I just wanted to switch things up and it's proved to be working well for me. So I, this is the second time I'd run the challenge style format. So I think that had a huge impact because obviously I'd taken the learnings from the June, July launch and transferred them into the October launch and you optimize. It's the process of running ads, right? You optimize, you do better, you test and you do better again. So it's a constant work in progress. Nothing's ever set in stone. And I continue to refine and optimize that whole process. A couple of key things that worked for this particular launch. One, well, a couple of things that changed, I guess. One of the things I spent more money on ads, but I don't think that necessarily correlated with the increase in sales. So breaking down my ad numbers, I spent around about 22,000 on ads and 44 purchases, 44 students came from ads. So bang on 50% of students were from my Facebook ads, which was really good to see. And so that is revenue from Facebook ads was around about the $57,000 mark. And that is about a return on ad spend of 255%. However, then there's other things that I did. So I spent more on ads this time around, but I don't think that made up the big difference in the total revenue. So I'm going to go through some of the changes and some of the things I was tweaking in between each launch. So I booked a couple of masterclasses for other people's communities. So I did one, I did about three in the lead up to my course launch and people registered for the challenge and then came through and purchased all they saw me in the masterclass and then came straight through and bought because they liked what was delivered in the masterclass. So that was one thing that really helped was running masterclasses for other people's communities. And another thing was that I did an email marketing course with Tarzan K called Email Stars. And that really helped my email copywriting, my launch copywriting. So I totally rewrote all my copy sequences, my onboarding emails, my everything. So that was a big, big process, but I do love the copywriting side of things. So I actually noticed I got a fair bit of feedback on the copywriting and people asking who my copywriter was. And I was able to proudly say like me, um, which was really nice. And people were saying, you know, I'm, I'm not interested in the, in the course at this time. Like it's not right right now, but I'm loving your emails and, um, you know, I'm going to keep on your list because I'm enjoying the email. So that was really nice to hear um, because during a launch period, you are sending a few more emails than normal. So you can think that you're bugging people, but it was really nice to hear that feedback and people were genuinely enjoying the emails and the email content, tried to make them very story-based and very helpful. So doing that course was a really big help. And I feel like that was, that helped me up level as well. So not only my um, pre-launch emails, you know, I was pre-launch, launch period emails and post-launch as well. So kind of rejigged all of that and did a lot of work in the between the two launches. I was more active on social media. So I really only started my social media in about, God, like April this year. So I previously just been head down, bum up on the content and the ads and the client side of things. I hadn't really focused on social media. I'm not that strong on social media in general, but I found I was putting a lot of effort into it and that helped to develop natural relationships. And I got to be a lot more present and um, a bit more well-known in the industry. So that really helped as well. I was also nurturing my list a lot more. So sending out more emails as a result of not sending out more emails, sorry, sending out more helpful emails as a result of doing my email copywriting course. And that really helped. And I got a copywriter on my sales page as well. So I got um, 
Nami from The Prom Queen to Prom Queen Co. I think she is .co to help me on my sales page. And she helped tweak that up a little bit. And that was really helpful too. So a copywriter can be a big investment, but particularly on sales copy, I love writing email copy, but sales pages always kind of stump me. So I got a copywriter to help me with that. And that helped up level that. And I also noticed a big increase in my conversion rate on the sales page as well. So definitely worth the investment. And I am part of a great mastermind, member mind sort of community called the Ideas Club with Kirsty Fanton. And I was part of that. And I also got to workshop some ideas around with the group there. There are a bunch of like amazing copywriters. So I was incredibly spoiled and people would put in ideas as well. So I basically got expert eyes on my copy for just the sales page really and the opt-in page for my bootcamp. I didn't really use a copywriter on my um, email copy, but that's something I could look at doing next time as well, just to fine tune everything up there. So that was actually that I probably should do that. (laughs) That was something that really, really helped a lot. So they're kind of the main things that worked. It was a culmination of things, being a lot more active on social media, delivering a lot more helpful content. The, uh, in particular, the mini course was a lot more helpful and the, you know, emails and the sales pages and stuff like that. So That is kind of a wrap up of my October launch. I'm just going to check if there's anything else I have not said that I think I should say. Okay. Yes. So the one thing I wanted to say is that I also had so many amazing students that gave me great word of mouth referrals. Uh, I had prior to this launch about 200 students that had gone through the course and I'm so confident in the course content and how robust it is and how helpful it is and that it's the only training course of its kind on the market. And the students reflect that as well. So I had so many amazing testimonials of people saying that it was the best money they'd ever spent on a course and it changed their business and they could finally kick that dodgy agency to the curb and run their ads themselves and be more profitable. So I had a bunch of amazing testimonials, but also those students would go out and refer me to people left, right and center, which was incredible. Um, and send me really kind emails saying that this has been such a good investment and you know, that they're blown away with how valuable it was. And that sort of stuff is really helpful when it comes to providing social proof to other people that it's worth investing in. I understand that spending, particularly online, like if people have never heard of me, spending $1,200 on a course can be really, really scary, right? But when I had people that could share their stories and share their success stories and, you know, they get added thing is that they get lifetime access to the course and any future changes and everything like that. So the course offer is really strong, which is the main thing. You've got to have a good product. You can't sell a crappy product, no matter how good my sales funnel or my launch process was. If I had a crappy product, wouldn't be worth it. So the key is to have a really strong product and I'm confident that I do and then enhance that with your strategy, your launch strategy. And that's what I teach in my course. It's about having your a good solid product offering and a good solid website and being able to add sprinkle on top of that ads to convert more people. So getting more people into the top of your funnel or middle of your funnel, but without that really solid product, you can't do that. So that's kind of what I reiterate and is a big part of, I think the reason why my course is quite successful is because I do have a bunch of other students that then go and refer me on to other people. And the other thing is having really low refund rate. So I've only had one refund request in the time of running the course. And that's also something. So one out of 200 people so far, or now that I've had nearly 300 people go through it. So having only one person that's requested a refund also proves to me that the content's so strong and gets results that that gives me the confidence in also selling it, that I'm not selling something that people don't 
want or need. So that's a bit of a rant. I'm trying to think, is there anything else I need to tell you? No, I've just checked off my notes and I think that's all. (laughs) If you have any questions, pop into my DMs on Instagram. Um, And if you are interested in joining my course, I am only running it once in 2021. So a big change. I've been running it three to four times over the past 2020 and and also around it a couple of times in 2019, but I'll only be running it once in 2021. So I will be opening up the doors. It won't be live until about Feb or March next year. I'm not sure the exact date yet, but if you are interested, make sure you do head to the waitlist, which is now my new website. I've, that's another big change that I've made. I've switched over my websites. It was causing a bunch of confusion. I had two, I had one website, which was sundaydigital.com.au. And there were a few problems with that. So one was that Sunday Digital was really my client-based work. That's where I am an ads manager and I work on the client side of things. And then it was getting confusing because people were getting confused about Sunday Digital running ads for a course when it was really my face and it was, you know, all over the shop. So I've decided to split my business out into two parts, which is one, sundaydigital.com.au, which is just primarily client-based stuff. So you won't really need to head there unless you're inquiring how to be a one-on-one client. Um, and then katiegriffin.com, which is my brand new shiny website, which I love. And that is all for all my course-based stuff, my podcast. You know, that's kind of where I will live online now is katiegriffin.com. And I'm so excited. So if you do want to head to over to my website and check out the course waitlist, you can go to katiegriffin.com and there'll be a course button at the top, which will take you to the course waitlist. Or you can just go to katiegriffin.com forward slash course dash waitlist. And I will let you know when I'm enrolling again. If you have any questions about this process or you you know, have any follow-up questions that I didn't answer. I think I've been pretty transparent with numbers here, but it might, um, I might've missed something along the way. So if I have, I apologize, but slip into my DMs on Instagram. I'm at Katie Griffin underscore. And what else do I need to tell you? I think that is all. I bloody love launching and I love teaching about launching as well. I don't plan on having a course about it anytime soon, but I love teaching about it because and talking about it and doing it because I find that it's very similar to the running process, running ads process, right? So you have an offer, you have to think about the sales funnel and how to best market it, and then the moving parts that go into that. So it can be very complicated and convoluted, but I feel like I've got a process nailed down and the numbers reflect that. So going from my first launch about a year ago now, um, a year, maybe 15 months ago, uh, which was about $10,000 to now $112,000, which was a huge, big increase. Um and yes, so if you've got any launch questions, pop into my DMs. And if you want to join the waitlist, you can do that. Otherwise, I will catch you on the next episode. If you want, if you like this episode or you think someone would find it helpful, make sure you share it with a friend and give it a rating and review. That would be great. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.